What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to your favorite spinoff once again. Another week in the books in Liga 3 in Portugal. This is Liga 3 in English. I'm the host, the Mr. Mike Agostinho, and we're going to go around Portugal once again to the small cities and towns where these teams are founded, your hometowns and, and mine alike. And we're going to recap everything that happened in another huge, eventful, action packed, and evenly played weekend in. Portugal's third division. Uh, teams in the top struggled this weekend. Okay, there were upsets. There were big upsets. There were teams that found themselves on the inside, now are on the outside looking in, so to speak. The promotion picture is clearing up a little bit, and I have some more clarification on the process of this competition going forward. I'll start with that. Okay, so as we know, we're now at round 20 of Liga. Uh, Liga 3, and at, there are two rounds left to just end the first phase. And as I've been saying, after that, the league splits into two paths, if you will. There is the relegation playoffs and the promotion playoffs, okay? The top four in each city, in each zone, will advance to the promotion playoffs. They'll be broken up into two smaller groups of four with, and I believe the way it breaks down is is actually quite simple, which is actually quite surprising because this is run by the Portuguese Federation. I'm surprised anything makes sense coming from the FDF, but here's how it works. The promotion stage will be played in two groups again, okay? And uh, you're going to have technically what, what I call the North and in, in the South, they call Serie A and Serie B, okay? In the next stage, there'll be Serie 1 and Serie 2, so in SETI 1 of the promotion playoffs, you will have the first and fourth place teams from the north joined by the second and third place teams from the south. And in SETI 2, you will have the first and fourth place teams from the south joined by the second and third place teams from the north. They will play a double round robin, and the two winners of the two groups will be promoted to the second league, to Liga Deutsch, and then the two second-place teams will face off in in a playoff, okay? So you will have the two second-place teams facing off in a playoff. The winner of that playoff will then play the 16th-place team from the Liga Portugal 2 for the final spot in next season's Liga Portugal 2. For the relegation stage now, it works a little differently. All right, so now it's again it's going to be four groups. Okay, so stay with me here. And for this for the purpose I suppose of travel and um whatever reason they're not switching out of their their uh, regional groups. So group 1 will comprise 5th, 7th, 9th and 11th place teams from the north. Group 2 will comprise 6th, 8th, 10th and 12th placed teams from the north. Group 3 will be 5th, 7th, 9th, and 11th place from the south. And group 4 will be 6th, 8th, 10th, and 12th place in the south. So that's how that works. Teams are also in the relegation playoffs also going to be awarded points. 
believe this is a change from last year, to account for their performance from the first stage. So I've been saying that uh, you're really only safe from promotion if you get in. Oh, sorry, safe from relegation if you get into the promotion spots. And while that can technically be true in theory, um, in reality, if you finish fifth, you're looking good, at least as, as far as uh, avoiding relegation, because the fifth place teams will start the relegation stage with eight points, and the 12th place teams will start with one. And then, of course, um, each team in between will, will be given the appropriate number of points. So it'll it'll look a little bit different um, than I thought it was going to look, which is better for the teams doing well. Keeps the teams, uh, it keeps giving these teams in the in the middle of the table something to play for right now, as their point total will not be reset when they move to the next stage. So points will be awarded to each team based on their finish in this phase okay so now that that is under uh, out of the way let's move on round 20 here we go it started friday february the 24th the first match was in al kushit and i got to see a good chunk of this one sporting b taking on oliveira d'hospital and of course i was watching with rooting interest here and by rooting meaning i was rooting against sporting b not as much because they are sporting but because uh, the direct effect it would have on college as i've said before that's my local team um and we're in college is in a a battle right now for those final two promotion spots with sporting b bullinist and alverca it's a very very close Rodrigo Marques would get the Little Lions ahead in the ninth minute. Joelson Fernandes would double it in 47. Miguel Rodrigues would pull one back for Oliveira Hospital in the 56. But that's as close as they would get. Sporting B win 2-1 and keep their promotion hopes alive. And then in the nightcap, the leaders from the southern section, Union de Leiria, went into the night leading the entire league. They had the most point total the most point total in the entire league uh hosting Fontinhas 12th place Fontinhas from the Azores at the Magalhães Pessoa in Leiria and interestingly um the commentator on Canal Loans I watched this match uh from start to finish this was a good match made a point to note that Fontinhas is going through a crisis right now and that they did not even bring a full allotment of substitutions with them they only had a couple of substitutes on the bench um and I believe they had no backup goalie as well. They had only the one goalie that was playing that was that made the trip. But that didn't matter because in the 45th plus three, it was Almeida making it 1-0 for Fontinhas. And right before halftime, a, sh- a bit of a shock. It was, to be honest, a it was it was it was a surprising goal. It was a nice header, a ball that was sent in. It was, it was well played in. Ladia's marking fell apart there. And the visitors from the islands go in to the halftime team talk ahead 1-0 against all odds away to the leaders. And in the second half, uh, Ladia pushed forward. They wanted to recover their positioning. Yes, they know mathematically they're already in the promotion playoff. And um, now it's a matter of which teams they're going to match up against. And uh, perhaps that wasn't quite enough of a motivation, although they, I don't think it was a lack of effort that, that let them down here because they did push forward. And in the 75th minute, they did pull level by way of Kaká, making it 1-1 and bringing their fans to their feet. And it looked like all indications were pointing to Leiria getting a winner here before the match was over. And they pushed on and they pushed on. But then 
an absolute frangu would, would undo them in the 89th minute. Again, it's Almeida with a bomb from about 30 meters from goal as he just hits one out of the air, a half volley, just a hopeful, basically just a prayer at goal. But the ball hits the ground right in front of Ladia's goalkeeper, and it takes a, it takes kind of a funny bouncer. He misjudges the bounce, so as he dives, the ball bounces and skips over him. It, it is a frangu, no question about it, but Fontinhas will take it, and no time left for the leaders to come back. A shock result to start the weekend. It is Union Ladia 1, Fontinhas 2. 12th place beats first place in the southern section Saturday, February the 25th. We start up north with the other leaders, Felgadesh, traveling to Faf. And again, Felgadesh, just like Ladia, trying to jockey for position here, figuring out what teams they're going to be playing in the next round. They know they're they're advancing. And uh, they get ahead here, 45th minute plus one in the first half. João Santos puts Felgadesh 19-32 ahead. And all seems to be going well for them. But then in the 68th against the run of play, Bruno Monteiro, Scores for Faf, and the home side will steal a point thanks to this. Felgadish unable to recapture the lead in the 81st minute. Faf's Zediogu picks up a second yellow card. He is sent off. Faf finished the match with 10 men. Hold on for the point, and it's a share of the spoils to each in Faf. Staying in the north in the Coimbra district. Sorry, in the Aveiro district. I do. I make that mistake every week. It's Anadia. Hosting Vitoria Guimarães B, the basement dwellers, Vitoria Guimarães B, now pick up their second victory in a row. Yes, they did it again. Two in a row now on the trot for the Conquistadores. Jin Young Yuk and Alberto Bayou, both with goals in stoppage time of the second half. Yes, 90 plus 2 and 90 plus 3. And Vitoria Guimarães B steal three points in Anadia and go back with another another victory that's two on the row in a row as i said for Vitoria Guimarães B the big time matchup in the north Vila Verdense hosting Verzin both teams looking to solidify their place Verzin trying to avoid the slide tr- hanging on for dear life to that fourth place and hanging on for dear life is the correct term it would be a stalemate goalless draw between Vila Verdense and Verzin in Vila Verde as it's a nil-nil, and both teams take a point. Verzin hangs on for now to that fourth-place spot at the Primeiro de Mayo in Braga. Braga B, another team on form, takes on Sonjones, another two teams battling for top four. And this one would also be a share of the spoils, as Braga B would get ahead in the ninth minute thanks to Jan Said. But in the 20th minute, Roger Fernandes, goal scorer a week ago. This week, he's the villain. He is sent off. In the 20th minute for Braga B, it stays 1-0 to halftime. But then the 55th minute, the side from São João de Madeira will take a will will pick up an equalizer thanks to João Silva, and it's a point to each at the Primeiro de Maio. 1-1, your final result here in Braga. Moving to the historic Castelo in Belém. It is Uj Bulanensis continuing their form, fresh off their victory over Caldas a week ago, now in the promotion spots, trying to stay there, hosting the Algarvian side, Montcarpachins, and another good crowd on hand for Bulanensis. They didn't wait long. Third minute, João Augusto puts uh, the, the Lisbon Blues ahead 1-0. Th- 
like I said, third minute there for him. And then on the 30th minute, it is Clare once again, second week in a row that he gets on the score sheet. Scores in the 30th, 2-0 to Bolinas. They take that to halftime. They were the team that looked more likely to get the next one as well, as 3-0 looked like a more likely result than 2-1 or 2-2. But Moncart Pachins get back in it four minutes from full time. Isaac Cisse pulls one back for the Algarvians. It's 2-1. But in the 90th minute, Ramon will see his second yellow card. 90th plus four to be exact. Moncarpachens down to 10 men. Their hopes of stealing points at the Castillo end there. It's Bolognese two, Moncarpachens one. And in the final match Saturday in the University City in Coimbra, the municipal stadium Academica hosting Alverca in a match where Alverca desperately needed to win uh, to keep pace with Bolognese and Sporting B as well. Um, and knowing that college had a Sunday matchup to to go still. And they would get some help in the 14th minute as Academica's Laton would redirect an own goal past his own goalkeeper. 1-0 to Alverca at halftime in the second half. The side from Ribateju would double their lead thanks to Ruben Pina. And it will be 2-0 to the Ribajanus. Uh, the students would pull one back in the 76th minute thanks to Vasco Gomes, but that's as close as they would get. Final result in Coimbra, Academica 1, Alverca 2. Big points for Alverca on the road here again. As we said, now only two rounds left to go. It is Sunday now, February the 26th, and it is uh, it is starting in the north again. And it is uh, it is Canelage hosting Saint Jean Ver. Uh, so both teams trying to, to to keep having something to play for here, um, or to jockey their position for the relegation series. But uh, Saint Jean Ver still with uh, still with hopes of getting into those top four of or finishing in those top four. But in this one, it would be a stalemate again. This league is very close, as Augustinho Carvalho would put Canelage ahead in the forty eighth minute. Uh, Saint Jean Vit playing, uh, um, interestingly enough, with 10 men. Jean Sinistera was sent off at the end of the first half for an accumulation of yellow cards. But uh, the 10 men, Saint Jean Vit would not die easy. And in the 60th minute, Paulo Grillo would level for the visitors 1 1. They would hang on to that result and leave Canelas with a point. It's Canelas 1, Saint Jean Vid 1. And in the match I watched from start to finish with uh, biting my nails off, if you will. It was, for me, the most informed side in the entire league. Amora hosting my Caldas Sport Club. Uh, this one taking place in Amora in the Margin Sul. And it started, it was a dream start for Caldas as they tried to keep their promotion hopes alive. Manager Jose Valla. Not on the bench for this one. It was Gonzalo Penish, uh, the assistant, taking over for the day. And it looked like he had a stroke of of luck to start. And it is the recent signing, the recent pickup, Lucas Vilela, who puts Kaldish ahead to 1-0 in the 27th minute on a brilliant goal. And before Amora could really regroup and rethink, Lucas Vilela gets on it again. Ball poorly cleared by Amora's backline, finds Lucas Vilela at the top of the penalty area, and he fires one past the goalkeeper. 2-0 to Kaldas. The large 
traveling section of college supporters in the corner of the stadium going crazy, the players celebrating with them. I was celebrating in my living room. It was game on for college. And really, college, the only team on the pitch for the first 30 minutes. They were fantastic for those 30 minutes. But then Amora regroups, re recalibrates. They realize who they are. They realize what kind of form they're in. And they start playing their football slowly, taking control back. And from a college point of view, at the worst time possible, in the 45th minute, just before halftime, Dennis Rodriguez would... Uh, cut the lead in half as he would get on the end of a loose ball at the top of the area, beat Wilson Swatch, the goalkeeper, with it. And it is 2-1 to college going into halftime. Um, but all the momentum shifting now to Amora and their supporters also very enthusiastic and behind their team in this one. Um, the two teams went in, and you'd expect a, a bit of a, a regroup and a bit of a reorganization. But again, I'm very impressed with this Amora side. They come out and it's like it's like the match just restarted for them. Kaldish struggling to regain control of the match in the 54th minute. Tiago Duke equalizes for Amora. And from that point forward, it was going to be an uphill battle for my side. They were going to try to fight and claw and hold on to a point. They knew that everybody that they are chasing already won on, on the weekend. Uh, they knew that Sporting B, Bulanich, and Alverca were all winners. Um, Gonçal Penish, the, the manager for the day, the assistant, makes an attack-minded substitution with about 20 minutes to go. He, he decides to go for the win. They need the three points. I respect it. I would have done the same thing. Predictably, though, it does backfire as college get caught out um, on a counterattack four minutes from full-time. Uh, with guys moving up, trying to get into scoring positions. Amora counters very quickly and very deadly. Um, the ball ends up finding Paulo Marcelo, who easily puts it by Wilson Swatch. And Amora have done the complete comeback from down 2-0 to ahead 3-2. College would fight, though, till the end and try to steal an equalizer. But in the 90th plus 3, once again, would get caught on the counter. This time it's Nuno Pereira putting Amora ahead, or I should say doubling Amora's lead here in extra time, uh, 90th plus three. Amora win 4-2 to two and um, look like the best side in this league. I have to say, if I'm going to put my money down now on who's going to be promoted, um, Amora has my, I, I put my, my chips down on Amora right now on current form. We'll move back up north. Paridge hosting Montalegre. This game was going on at the same time. Paredes out to an, an early, a first half lead, I should say, as Eric makes it 1 0 for Paredes and still before halftime. Victor Messiah would redirect the ball into his own goal, an OG for, for him, and Paredes go into halftime up 2 0. In the second half, Montalegre would fight back. 71st minute, DD would cut the lead in half to 2 1, but that's as close as the Trajmontanos would get. Paredes win. Two to one and take all three points. And in the final match uh, of the weekend, the nightcap on Sunday, Real Sport Club hosting Vitoria Stubal and the Sandinus finally get back on the back on the winning side of, of the tallies, if you will. And it starts early first minute. Their leading scorer and the in the league's leading scorer, Zekinha, 
uh, would get, I believe, his 12th here in the first minute. Stubal taking the lead in the 27th. Milu Triana would convert a pen and make it 2-0 to the Sandinush. Uh, Real Masama would pull one back before halftime thanks to Rafa Santush. That's as close as Real we're going to get. Vitoria Stubal pick up three points on the road and uh, hope to continue to build their form and build their confidence as they prep for the relegation series. And they are ready to fight for their lives here. Both of these teams ready to fight for their lives to stay here in Liga 3. Okay, that is round 20. Let's look at the table now. And after 20 rounds, we start in the north. Felgadas still lead, four-point lead right now over Lank Villaverdens. 41 points for Felgadas. Lank Villaverdens, 37 points. Those two teams know they're advancing. Um, there's, I mean, barring a a miracle, uh, Villaverdens will also advance. And now it's about positioning and it's about keeping that form going in to this, to this uh, final, you know, Final stanza of the season where the teams are going to fight for their dreams to get back into the second division. Third place right now is Saint-Joanès, 33 points, four behind Vila Verdens, but more importantly, two ahead of fifth place Braga B and five points ahead of sixth place Saint-Joanvid. I said they were fighting for their lives. They it may have ended, the dream may have ended for Saint-Joanvid despite the heroic a uh, 10-man effort to recover a point this week. Uh Juan is 33 points. Verzin in fourth, hanging on by a thread right now. 32 points. Braga B, 31 points. Um, it's going to come down to the final game there, I think. And it'll be interesting to see just who ends up getting that fourth play, that fourth position. And third place, not exactly locked up for Juan is yet either. But it's likely that it'll be two of the three, Saint-Jean-Nes for Z or Braga B, who do take uh, those two places. In seventh place, Canelage with 26 points. Uh, in eighth place is Paredes with 24. Faf, ninth with 22. Montalegre up to 10th with 20. Anadia in 11th with 17. And Vitoria Guimarães still in the basement with 12 points. And they got two rounds if they can win out. And hope Anadia don't pick up any more points. They can get out of that 12th spot and earn an extra point for the next stage, as we now know is the format. In the south, Amora take the lead, and they lead overall now with 42 points thanks to their victory and Union Lady's defeat. Union Lady's second with 41 points. And then there's a bit of a drop off between the next group of teams that are. Battling it out. There's four teams all within four points for those last two spots. Right now, Bulanich, 35 points. Alverca, 34. Those are the two teams advancing at the moment. Sporting B and Caldish are three back from Alverca with 31 points apiece. Both of those teams need to win out. And uh, they actually will play each other in the final day of the season at Alcochet. Oliveira do Hospital in seventh with 23 points. Real Masama, eighth with 20. Same number of points as Vitoria Stubel in ninth. Academica hang on to 10th for now with 19 points, while Fontinez are out of the basement. Fontinez move from 12th to 11th with those three points in Leiria. They have 19, and right now Montcarpachens are in the basement. 12th place with 17 points. Let's look at the top scorers now in the Liga 3 after 20 rounds. And it is Vitoria Stubel's Zekinia. Leading the way, 
He has 12 goals, two of them coming from the penalty spot. He is 36 years old, but still getting it done. Uh, he is trailed by Lank Villaverdense's Edmilson Filho, who has nine goals. And then Union Lady has Jair Silva, Bolognese's João Augusto, with nine apiece as well. With eight, you have four players. Nuno Pereira of Amora, Paulo Marcelo of Amora, Rui Bataya of Real Massama, and Gonçalo Gregorio of Union Leiria. They all have eight goals. Next week's fixtures, starting out Friday, March the 3rd, in Ribatejo, it is Alverca hosting Real Massama. Again, Alverca need to win. <laughs> Basically, all four of those teams are in must-win situations now. Alverca, Caldas, Bolognese, and Sporting B. Alverca have the advantage of playing first. They play Friday night at home, and um, they will try to put the pressure on the other teams by taking the three points first. Saturday, the early one, it's a 6 a.m. Eastern time start, 11 a.m. Portuguese Standard Time. It's the Derby of the West, o Derby do Oeste. It is Caldas hosting Union de Leiria. It's the Derby of the Leiria District as well, and the rivals will meet up. Union Leiria, obviously, dis- guaranteed to be in the promotion spots. Um, they would probably still like to be in in that first place spot and um, avoiding some of the teams that are more familiar with them, avoiding you know the third place team, whoever that may be from from this region, and avoiding the first place team in the uh, in the north as well, uh, which is important to to Union Lady, I would think at this point. Uh, they'll want to they'll wanna win and, and hope to get some help so they can regain first place. College have to win if they want to have it come down to the final day and leave, give themselves a chance to get in those top four. Then moving forward, 3 p.m., a, a, quad, a quadruple set, if you will. Uh, four matches kicking off at 3 p.m. Portuguese time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. In Trajos Montes, it is Montalegre hosting Braga B. In Algarve, Montcarpichens hosts the leaders Amora. In São João da Madeira, São Joanense will host Faf. And in São João Verde, they will host Paridge. And then the nightcap on Saturday, the northern leaders, Felgueiras, host Anadia. Sunday, the 11 a.m. matchup is a local derby. It is Lanc Vila Verdense hosting Vitória Guimarães B. That's the 11 a.m. kickoff Portuguese time. And then 3 p.m. Uh, Portuguese time kickoff in the Azores. Fontinhas, hot off their win over Leiria, will look to keep it going. They host Sporting B. And in the University City, a half hour later, Academica host Oliveira do Hospital in a Coimbra derby. Verzini host Canelas at 5 p.m. or noon Eastern time. And in the nightcap at the Bonfim, it is Vitoria Stubal hosting Bolognese in the Battle of the Historic first of former first division clubs. The historic, uh, you have a former Taça de Portugal, two former, you know, cup winners, and a former first division champion in Bolognese, uh, squaring off. Uh, of course, Vitoria Stubal looking to gain points for the next uh, stage, while Bolognese trying to secure their spot in the promotion playoffs. That was round 20. That is it for Liga 3 this week. I'll be back next week to recap these matches and bring everybody up to speed on what's going on in their hometowns. And remember to support your local football club, even if you don't live there, which I know most of the audience of this show does not live in Portugal. 
but you can support them on social media. You can follow them. You can interact with the club and with the other fans and be a part of the community. It is a great thing. Um, local football does need support. Yes, we are all Benficistas first and foremost, but uh, these clubs at this level really, really need the, need the support as they really just the fact that these clubs can all put teams on the pitch week in and week out is a small miracle in my opinion and is worthy of everyone's support. Uh, this is football at its purest, as they say, the hashtag Puru Football. All right. Uh, a lot of this action available, as always, on Canal Owns and on Canal Owns' YouTube page. So check it out. Watch a match. Um, the, more, the more engagement you give this league, the more... Uh, we watch these matches on YouTube especially. The more they will go through with the effort to put it up there. Show them that it is it is worth uh, give it, bringing these games to us so we can watch this this uh, great, great competition. And um, this pure football, at the, as it, it is Pulu football, like they say. All right, that's it. I'm the Mr. Michael Gustinho. I am signing out. There's a new Mr. Benfica episode coming out very soon. I'll be recording it later today. And... Um, the season premiere of Parking the Bus is out. It is in the podcast feed. Unless you're listening on ca on CastBox. For some reason, it takes a long time for CastBox to get these podcasts out. Of course, if you're listening to this on podcast on CastBox, I sure hope that um, Parking the Bus is already available on CastBox as I recorded it about 24 hours ago. So, um, yeah, check it out if you can. It's my recap of match day one in Major League Soccer and the new uh, streaming deal. And I mean, the league looked phenomenal. I cannot stress that enough. This this was a game changer. Um, it looked the league looked a hundred times better this weekend, and it was only the first night. So check it out. All right, and I'll catch you later this week with another episode of Mister Benfica. This is the Mister Mike Gustinho. Follow me on Twitter at m i k e a g o s t i n h o. Follow the show on Twitter at Benfica Mister, and don't forget to follow on Instagram as well at Mister Benfica. See you very soon here on Mister Benfica. We are so